Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is March 2nd, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And how about that big lineup you put together, Coach, last night on FanDuel? Over 350 points on FanDuel as your hybrid lineup. That was a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, it, I was due. I needed a bust out day like that. So uh, really fired up for our members and everybody that uh, jumped on that. And uh, it was a fun night. And I'll tell you, I was just as stoked for my uh, bold best bet of the year call on, on the uh, Cavaliers taking down the Rockets as a dog on the money line. So it was a it was a joyous day here in the coach household. <laughs> Yes, joyous. Uh, Bogdanovich certainly contributed to that with all those threes against yes. uh, the Pelicans, so that was fun. And today we have a six-game slate, so we're going to get back after it again, build some winners on FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. We'll go through each game as we always do. And we have, uh, in these six games, four teams involved in a back-to-back, two totals over 230. But one of the themes here is we have a lot of the slower-paced teams. In fact, the four slowest. So yeah. uh, we do have some totals that are a little bit lower, but game one that you get to start breaking down is the Exciting. biggest total on the board because it's Memphis and Washington. 236 is the number on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor, and Memphis favored by one. The news here is that Grayson Allen is out. Kyle Anderson is questionable. So what do you have here? Well, I, you know, I, I want to jump right in here. First game, you know, usually it seems like we get combos early that aren't as as great. But this one really is. It's it's probably the, the best stack game of the entire uh, slate. So I'm going to definitely have some exposure. Uh, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Washington backs uh, bounces back after that devastating loss. I still don't know how they lost that last game. But, uh, you know, they had been on a roll there at home. They get a Memphis team, uh, you know, that that has most of their firepower there, unless Anderson sits. Uh, Allen's been <clears throat> a decent role player for them, but they got their their core of Morant and uh, Brooks, Valachunas, and Clark. So they're, they're, this should be a really good game with a lot of potential for DFS points. Um, Memphis is ninth defensively, but they've come down a little bit. We know Washington doesn't defend real well, but they are 25th. They have climbed over a few teams in this, uh, I think, four and two stretch uh, with four wins. And uh, here's the great part, Andrew, 12th in pace for Memphis. And some of that, it's a little lower from some games that Jaw didn't get big minutes or sat because he definitely speeds them up. And Washington's the fastest team in the league pace-wise. So, you know, the, even if Anderson misses this game, it's actually a defensive step back uh, for them because he's such a terrific defender. And, you know, that even increases the potential of this uh, being a higher scoring game. So, And his nickname um, is Slow-Mo, so he doesn't exactly add to the pace. Well, you know what? The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he's his moves offensively when he gets the ball one-on-one are slow-mo, but he's certainly not slow-mo on defense. He's got some great hands and feet and, uh, you know, is is definitely a contributor to that team defense. So um, I'm hoping he, rather that he's out than, than play just for 
like I say, the increased DFS potential of this game. But, you know, I think you start with Memphis. Uh, you know, you got to look at uh, Ja Morant right off the bat. Uh, he's been playing well. I think, uh, you know, this is an island game for both teams. So you're going to have a little bit of rest there. And uh, I think Jaws de- directly in play since we know the backcourt of Westbrook and Beal is in the bottom 1% of backcourt defenses uh, in the league. Uh, individually, they are. And as a team, uh, their backcourt is uh, the second weakest as well. Um Desmond Bain is an interesting case here. Bain is super cheap. Uh, he's he's starting, playing decent minutes, and I just like him in this matchup as a super value play, certainly a GPP play, but I've got my eye on him a little bit here. Um, Brooks is a little overpriced. Clark's minutes and contributions a little shaky off the bench, and can I? I don't know how I talk about Jovel, Jovel here without swearing. Right. So, <laughs> do you want? Do you? Do you? You know, our members, I'm sure, are also just as mad. Um, if you missed it, Jovel for me was 100% owned the other night, and he decided to get four fouls in in eight minutes and uh, get his fourth when the coach was trying to get him out of the game with a stupid push in the back. And just really crushed our our numbers there, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm tempted to go back. He certainly rested. They had a rest day, and then what? He played eight minutes or whatever the hell he played. And uh, so, you know, I hate to say it, and I I say it with uh, my fingers crossed and toes crossed that. But Joe Val's on my radar again. I think, you know, we know Washington rotates those bigs. Sometimes they go small with Hashimura. So, I mean, it fits into a Joe Val game. And, and when he does get the minutes and doesn't have a, a brain freeze like that, he he really uh, does well. And then on the, on the Washington side, you know, the million-dollar question is, and I can't wait to see which way you're leaning, but the Westbrook-Beal decision there, I mean, it's really tough to go with both. I wouldn't blame anybody, but... It does strap you financially the rest of the way. Uh, but I do want to have exposure to one of them. Um, I think it's really necessary in this game because uh, they're going to do the majority of the scoring. And then in, not really th- this time interested in uh, the secondary guys for Washington. I know they've paid off in other times. Uh, Ish-, Ish Smith remains out, so Raul Neto gets you know, decent backup point guard minutes and produces a, a decent DFS points per minute. Um, you know, Garrison Matthews, Hashimura, Wagner, all the dudes off the bench for them. I just, on a, a nice juicy six-game slate like this, I'm not going to go any deeper. So I'll probably have two on the Memphis side and then one of the two studs on Washington. So who who do you like between Westbrook and Beal? I am leaning Westbrook a little bit here. Okay. Um, it, since it is an island game, like you mentioned, that's the best situation for me to to look at Westbrook mm-hmm. and Beal. I, I tend to use a little bit more on the second night of a back to back because he just right. he laughs at back to backs and yeah. like in the last one he scored forty six points against the Celtics on a back to back. So I look at Beal here a little bit more. Um, and probably won't go anywhere else on Washington either. 
this is kind of a weird <clears throat> slate on for centers from from my perspective. Yeah. Especially on FanDuel. And so Lopez, both Lopez's here on this slate are, are possibilities for me. You know, nobody's jumping out. And Joe Val on the other side, uh, I could I could see why you'd want to go there potentially. I mean, how about, you know, it was so strange to win by 49 and have one of your key players contribute that little amount. But it made no sense. Nobody really played more than about half the game. So right. it was it was just a strange blowout in terms of the DFS numbers at the end when you total them up. So you got to figure he's raring to go here. And we've seen centers really do well against Washington lately. So yeah, um, that's a possibility. I, I think I probably lean towards jaw a little bit more if I had to pick one of those guys. Perfect game scenario for him. I also like Bain, and I'm thinking mm. he will start. Yeah. Um, because Grayson Allen is out. That's what they did in the last one. And then if if Kyle Anderson's out, you figure maybe Brandon Clark gets back into the starting lineup. So Bain is is an option. You know, thirty five hundred as a shooting guard on FanDuel, pretty good pretty good opportunity for a guy that's yeah. played played twenty eight minutes last game and has this awesome matchup. And yeah. then off the bench, I'll be looking at Justice Winslow again. Good price still. Uh, 21 minutes last game, uh, and they just haven't priced him up yet. So I, I like that, and probably will end up sort of similar with you as Westbrook or Beal, and then probably two guys from Memphis. Very nice. Yeah, I, I think it's a must to have exposure in that game, no doubt about it. All right, game two is at 7.30. Uh, by the way, that first one is the only game at 7. Now we've got two at 7.30. The first one, Clippers and the Celtics. and. Yeah. Interesting that these you know great teams, uh, title contenders coming into the season, have a total of only two twenty and a half. Clippers yeah. favored by four, and here we start to slow down the pace. Clippers twenty seventh, Celtics twenty third, and solid defense for for both teams. The Clippers have been getting it done offensively. They are second. Um, the news here we've got. Patrick Patterson out again for the Clippers, and Jalen Brown, a big question mark for the Celtics. That will change things. Now, interesting, when these teams played about a month ago, Boston won in, uh, in L.A. There were, it was 119-115, so it was pretty, pretty high scoring. Jalen Brown didn't play in that one either. So Tatum got a few more shots, played well. Paul George and Pat Beverly didn't play on the other side. So it'll be a little bit of a different mix, but if Jalen Brown is out... Uh, you would think that maybe Boston would start Javante Green again uh, as a as a cheap fill-in. I don't think I'll go there as a value play. There are some other value plays I like more on this slate. But Tatum will be in play for me uh, with, with Jalen Brown out if that happens. He's probably my favorite Celtic to look at. Uh, Kemba played well in the last game there against Washington, but his price has gone up a little bit, and he will have Beverly to deal with tonight. Right. Um, Pritchard is uh, the guard off the bench that, again, will maybe get a few more minutes if Jalen Brown is out. So he's the guy I trust a little bit more than Teague right there. But again, there are some other uh, value guards I like a little bit better. On the Clippers side, Pat Beverly is one of them. He's only 3,800 on DraftKings, 43 on FanDuel. And 
this one was uh, a, a bit of a trend. I thought that these Clippers were all a little bit cheaper on this slate than they have been. With Beverly under 4000 Paul George under 8000 on FanDuel. I could That's look, a, that is cheap. I could look there with, uh, if, again, if Jalen Brown is out, I like that matchup for, for Paul George. Kawhi's, you know, under 9000 on on DraftKings. He's an option. Batum is somebody I wanted to mention because his price has gone down, and he hasn't done a ton lately, but 30 minutes against Milwaukee, and he's the kind of guy that on a six-game slate, you know, could fill out your roster. And then Serge Ibaka, also really cheap, 4800 on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, nice double-double in the last game against Milwaukee. He'll need to play his you know, 26 minutes or so tonight. So for me, I'm looking at Paul George, possibly Ibaka, and possibly Tatum on the other side. So I couldn't end up with a decent amount of my salary, even though this is a lower total game. I think that total is a, is a little bit low. So I may end up with some decent exposure here. Interesting. And, and you know, in, in preparing for this today, I, that's pretty much the way I think the industry is going to see this game. I think they're going to see all these stars. They're going to see a lot of them priced down a little bit now. Not super low, but certainly George is, is a real tempting price. Um, but I, I really don't like this game. I think it's the trap game of the night. Um, you know, these teams are slow as hell. 23rd and 27th. I mean, they just don't uh, play transition basketball. They're really going to set it up, work for good shots. Plus, you know, from the Clippers side with all the guys back, they haven't had everybody back for that long. There is a, a disbursement of um, usage that, that starts to happen. Yes, you know, uh, Kawhi and, and George are going to get their share. But, you know, other guys that haven't played consistently like Pat Bev, you know, he still gets some shots and usage in there along with the rest of the guys. So. I know their price is down a little bit and, you know, it is tempting, especially with Paul George, but I still think from what I read, it's not a, a hard cap, but I still think they're watching George's minutes a little bit and they want to not have him exceed 30 very often. So I know that sounds very general, but that's from what I read. It was like, we just, we don't want to push him too hard. Now it's right before the all-star break. They're going to get a good break here. Um, so, you know, we'll see if, if, if they unleash them a little bit more these last couple of days, but I'm not going to risk that. I, I really am not planning on rostering any of the Clippers and on the Boston side, it's pretty simple for me. Um, you know, I think you've got to just take a quick glance at, uh, Tristan Thompson and Robert Williams. If you want cheap bigs, because they're cheap and they're getting good minutes and they're producing, and um, you know the Clippers have had some difficulties inside, even with Ibaka, and then with uh, Zubac off the bench, they are giving up, you know, some rebounds, some offensive boards, etc. So, if you want to go cheap there, I probably won't. But I think those are the two bigs from Boston you can think about. Uh, the only way I'd roster uh, someone here would be is if, if Jalen Brown sits, then it just elevates Tatum to that superstar hardenish kind of level, in my opinion, because of the usage. Um, he's 94 on uh, 
DraftKings 93 on FanDuel, and <clears throat> and he's 41 on uh, Yahoo. So he's expensive, but he's not in that 10-6, 10-8 group like a lot of these, uh, you know, the big names uh, like Giannis and Jokic and, and LeBron and, and Beal, etc. So uh, Tatum will be in play if Brown sits. If not, this it may end up being a complete pass game for me, Andrew. So we're going to be uh, have two different style builds today for sure, which is good. It's a good thing. So there we go. There we go. Yeah. The, you know, the thing about uh, Paul George's minutes is the last thing I heard about it specifically was after that Brooklyn game, Ty Lue was being questioned why he wasn't playing down the stretch. And he made it an indication there that the limit they had was right around 33 or 34 because he played 32 minutes that night. And then after that, if you look at what's happened, he, he played 28, 28, 31. But then they let him go a little bit more against Milwaukee. He got 37 minutes. So right. I'm hoping for that where it ends up being a close game and he gets 35, 36. You know, then I, I feel pretty good about rolling him out there. And he's going to get ownership at that price because he hasn't been down sub eight, I don't think, in a long time. And he hasn't really been crushing it in terms of his performance. Right. Uh, he had that bad stretch that kind of went viral on Twitter in the last game. So yeah. we'll see if he can turn it around. All right. Game three, we've got Atlanta in Miami. This is the other 730 tip tonight. Uh, 222 total. Miami favored by three and a half. This is a rematch from Sunday when Miami yeah. won by 10 in a low-scoring game. And tonight we have, uh, we've got the new coaching staff for Atlanta with Lloyd Pierce out. And we also have Bogdan Bogdanovich back in, most likely, yeah. with some sort of minutes restriction. They haven't announced what it is. But we do I'd have assume some... like 15 to 18, just that's my gut. Anyway. You would think so with it being yeah. a knee issue. Right. And so we do have some... Uh, kind of movement there with the guards because Reddish is out and Herter is probable. He's got a back issue after playing 41 minutes. So some some turnover there. And then Jimmy Butler questionable for Miami. So try to break this one down for us. Well, I could probably break it down in four seconds. You know, we need the news on Jimmy Butler. There's the four seconds because, (laughs) you know, he changes not only the offensive shuffling with the Miami team he changes the whole defensive perspective for the Atlanta team so I mean there's not too many guys that I would put in that category maybe three or four in the entire league that not only shift their own team's DFS uh, lineup but they shift the other team so you know that's what we need to see I you know I think um, you know Trey Young has to always be an option I think he has certainly played uh, with a chip on his shoulder since not getting an all-star uh, nod, and he's got a couple of games here uh, to show out. Miami is playing good. They, you know, they beat Utah. They're at home again. So I mean, Trey's. I need to see if Butler's playing before I definitely consider Trey. Um, I think the fact that Bogdanovich is back just makes it more difficult with those Atlanta guard shufflings, and then you have a new coach that obviously likes Herter a lot because he's giving him minutes right out of the shoot. But, you know, Bogdanovich has got to cut into that. And Herter with the sore back logging uh, north of 40 last time just eliminates 
him for me. Tony Snell's just not viable, in my opinion, ever. Um, the guys, you know, Collins and Capella have been good. Uh, Capella, though, scares me at times because they do play him off the floor. And, and I've mentioned that. But if you're going to pay big money for Capella, you want, you know, 35 plus minutes to make sure he's going to get those possible 18 rebounds, etc. The guy that's been the most consistent for them, and I'm not the biggest fan of him, but John Collins, he's shooting 45% from three. He's getting it done on the glass. Um, you know, he's, I, I don't know if they're trading him or not. That was the rumor. But, you know, the new coach certainly seems to have a lot of confidence in him. So, you know, that's the one guy that I'm considering uh, from the Atlanta side. I wish he was a little cheaper, but I think Collins uh, wouldn't be a bad play here at all. Um, as far as the Miami side, again, you know, let's say Butler's in. Um, if he plays, he plays. He's never seems to be a guy that accepts minutes restriction. I mean, either I'm playing or I'm not is sort of the way it feels with Butler. So if he's in because of the, the you know, uh, game time decision tag or questionable tag on the sites, I think he becomes a, a lower owned nice option here <clears throat> and could really have a great game. So um, it's it's odd that, that, you know, most guys, they don't feel that. If they're questionable, you're a little worried, but not with Butler. So if he gets ruled in, he's going to be high on my radar. If he's ruled out, then I think you you know you can get some of the discounted guards and uh, Hero, Nunn, or Dragic. You can you know those are all guys that you could possibly roster here uh, and take a look at what their uh, situation is. But they should all be available for this game, um, and that will be the main rotation of their uh, point guards and shooting guards with a little bit of the Duncan Robinson mixed in, but. Uh, as far as the bigs for Miami, uh, Olenek's been okay. Uh, I think on this good of a slate, I don't have to go there. And, uh, you know, I, I respect Capella's defense enough that I don't want to spend all the way up for Bam here. Not that he isn't an, an excellent play. I just think I'd like to use those dollars elsewhere. So uh, possible, uh, you know, Collins, possible Butler. Or if Butler sits, you know, the pull the name out of the hat between uh, Nun, Dragic, and Hero, basically. But I'd like to have some exposure there. Yeah, for me, this is a game that I'm not very interested in overall. I think there's a chance for a one-off on, on each side. And if Butler is playing, I probably won't play anybody from Miami. If he's out, I will look at one of those three guards, potentially, and they're all in the same price range. Hero, of course, is the shooting guard on FanDuel, so it depends on how the roster is shaping up. But I could Are you go... favoring any of the three right now? Because I just can't dis make a distinction between them. Well, Hero is the shooting guard, so that really could be the final determining factor on Position. FanDuel. Yep. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I do like, you know, Dragic and, and Nunn are a little bit cheaper. Right, so it is a tough call, but um, if if Butler plays, I'm not going to go there. Uh, on the bench, I do want to mention Precious Achua was excellent against these yeah. guys, and he's one of the oddities here. He's a small forward on FanDuel for 3,500, and he's a center 
on DraftKings for 31. So uh, there's a value play that could come out of here for me. And neither one is his position, really. That's yeah. the funniest part. Right. <laughs> By the way, I don't want to interrupt, but I'm just thinking right now out loud is because it's striking me. If Butler doesn't play, there's nothing wrong with playing two of those three guards, to be honest with you. Agreed. Because yeah, I mean, of the pace and the lack of defense in the backcourt by Atlanta. Yep, exactly. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm I'm sort of looking at that little triangle of guys and, and trying to uh, figure it out. With Atlanta, I agree. John Collins, I mean, he smashed against Olenek here, 34-10. and 10. Yes. And he is cheaper on DraftKings at 6800 so I like that price for him. And I, I'm not going to go with Trey Young here. I, I, I generally avoid point guards against Miami. And I don't think I'll go with anyone else in terms of Herter, uh, Bogdanovich, Snell. I mean, you know, even if Snell starts, then uh, Bogdanovich is going to cut into that and Solomon Hill will get pushed out. So probably just John Collins for me on Atlanta or pass. It sounds like we're similar there for sure. All right, game four is 8.30. It's the Knicks in San Antonio after the Spurs had a miracle to get it to overtime last night against Brooklyn and then that was nuts, ran man. out of gas, ended up losing <laughs> by 11. Yeah. And big news here on both sides. We've got Taj Gibson out for New York and Alfred Payton doubtful with the hamstring. With San Antonio, we still have all these question marks with Derek White, Rudy Gay, Devin Vassell, Weatherspoon, now, Keldon Johnson is a little bit different because he did practice yesterday, and during the broadcast, the Spurs guys were anticipating that he would play today. So if he does come back out there, then we you know, we, we may have Trey Lyles go back to the bench. He may disappear from the rotation altogether. But I am really not interested in playing these Spurs guys. It is a back-to-back. We've got the number three defense with New York and their 30th pace. Right. So it's like all signs point to uh, fading the Spurs. Now, the one guy I was looking at and hoping for before I saw the prices was LaMarcus Aldridge because he only played 15 minutes last night. And I was thinking, you know, maybe they're kind of saving him up here a little bit more for New York. And if you look at New York's rotation now with Taj Gibson out, Noel played 40 minutes last game. And then the only quote-unquote big to play off the bench was Obi Toppin. And I yeah. don't think Obi Toppin has the the makeup to deal with LaMarcus Aldridge right now. So I think this could be a good spot for LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, it certainly won't help, though, if Keldon Johnson's back. That's one more forward to deal with. And then I noticed that LaMarcus Aldridge is a lot more expensive than I thought he'd be. Right around 6000 yeah. on both sites for a guy who hasn't had 30 fantasy points since January. He doesn't even start. No, nope. I mean, they're, they're using him as six man. So I, he needs to be about 4,600 before I'll put him in there personally. That would be perfect, but we don't have that tonight. So no. it, it may be a fade for me on the Spurs side. With New York, I do like Noel here because it's he's the only guy there. And Tibbs will play sure. his guys heavy minutes, especially for a strong defender like Noel. And yeah. he, he's a decent price on both on both sites in the 5K range. So I'll, I'll look there. Um Everybody else is probably unlikely to make the cut. R.J. Barrett, I was surprised. He's on you know 5,000 on both sides. You could look there. Randall's been very reliable. Um, but probably Noel here is the most likely guy I'll take away. 100% right on the money. I mean, I 
pretty much want to just say everything you said. I mean, it's I hate this game even more though. I mean, it's you got two decent teams, 18 and 17 and 17 and 13, but they're second. The Knicks are second in the entire league in defense. Unbelievable. And the Pistons are 13th or I'm Pistons. The Spurs are 13th now. They've gone up up up. But they're 30th Knicks. They walk it up and the Spurs 13th, but they're playing slower since they've been shorthanded. So, uh this game just reeks of pass city. As far as pop in a situation where a low total going against a great defensive team on the second night of a back-to-back with a bunch of guys out, I mean, he may play the water boy 12 minutes at the at the wing. I, yeah. I have zero faith. Even DeJounte Murray, I don't want anybody from the Spurs. I just want to run and hide from that game. You know what I was uh, thinking, with Coach? The Spurs. Yeah. Even if he plays the water boy, I think he's actually going to play 20 minutes. I think every spur who plays tonight is going to play 20 something, 21 to 27. That's yeah. it. It's in that range. It's basically split. So even the water boy. I mean, it's not like sometimes you just can't get away from a few spurs. Um, see, Dirk's trying to remind me of the other day when I rostered three spurs. That was like the low point of the last month. But uh, <laughs> that'll never happen again. I guarantee you that. But um, I, so I'm, I'm a complete pass there. I'm with you, though. I don't know. You know, they've priced Noel up a little bit, but not for what he's playing. And they have zero other bigs. Now, they will use Randall at center some, especially if the Spurs uh, use LaMarcus at center and sit Pirtle for a period of time. So that's the only concern I have. I think Noel's going to be highly owned and owned and deservedly so because he's just getting monster minutes, and you know he's going to have some blocks and you know putbacks and different things, and certainly some decent rebounders. So he's in play for me. I'm not going to say he's a, a complete lock yet. Um, you know, I have no problem fading this game. I want no part of the the jumbled guard situation that it's six deep. And I'm not going to spend that kind of money on Randall in this type of game. So 100% pass for me, giant red X through the game with the possibility of Noel at power forward on FanDuel. Excellent. Well, let's see if you like anything a little bit more in this next game because it is the other other total over 230. It's 234 and a half. Milwaukee favored by seven here hosting the fighting Joe Stantons as the... The Nuggets are, have, are coming in on their Midwestern trip here. Big win over Chicago last night in terms of uh, big minutes and huge night for Jokic. And the news here, very similar with Denver. They've got Harris, Jamichael Green, Millsap, Faku, and R.J. Hampton all hey, out. You don't have to swear at me, dude. <laughs> I, I, I just, <clears throat> I don't swear at you. So, you know, let's let's keep that. Maybe we ought to just say Composo, and then nobody has to. We don't have to beep you on can, the. Uh... I can live with that. <laughs> and then uh, with Milwaukee, everybody's healthy now that Drew is back. So, uh, two thirty-four and a half title total. You like this one? Yeah, I mean you have to. I mean it's you know it's pretty easy tonight when you really think about it. I mean there's two obvious games in Memphis, Washington, and Denver, Milwaukee, that really do stand out. So. I don't think you can have even close to the optimal lineup unless you focus on those two games. I mean, sometimes the numbers don't lie. There's a lot of times we'll move around the games for different uh, reasons and not quite agree with what the numbers state. But 
in this instance, you know, if you don't have at least half to two thirds of your lineup made from these two teams, I think you're going to have trouble catching people. So, uh, yes, I mean, it is the second back of a, a second night of a back to back, but they have the all star break coming. So I'm not super concerned with the minutes for Denver because, you know, it's they're shorthanded. They have, uh, you know, when you have five of your top 10 rotation out, uh, even though some of them have been out for a while, it still, you know, takes a toll on the rest of the squad. So, you know, I'm going to have a pretty wide net here because I'm still making some decisions. But, you know, uh, Drew Holiday on Jamal Murray, I think, is a little bit of a t- deterrent there. Uh, the fact that he's back and defending, we'll see what kind of minutes he gets. But that gives me a little uh, concern with Murray's price being so high now. Monte Morris continues to do well. His price has drifted up and he's getting big minutes, just as Will Barton, Michael Porter crushed the rebounds the last game. But you know, he has a little bit different scenario uh, in the paint uh, against Giannis here. So I'm not going to go that direction. Uh, you know, I don't remember the last time that I rostered the Joker, but I wouldn't mind rostering the Joker here. And he may be my big pay-up guy. So if you've been waiting for uh, a bad game from the Joker, <laughs> it's probably going to be tonight. Uh, but I think, I mean, his price is very, very difficult to deal with here. But, you know, he's the guy right now that I'm trying to build around but I'm still not completely sold on it. You know, I, I'm, I need a little bit more time. You know, a lot of it has to do, if, again, if Jimmy Butler plays. He's such a key to the slate for me because I want to play him if he does. And then with the rest of my build, I don't think I can get to the Joker, but I'd like to. I, you know, I think that, uh, you know, he's just been such a machine and he looks in such great shape. He's thinner than he's ever been. And, you know, as we know, I mean, he's been uh, right up there with maybe the best uh, DFS performer this season. I mean, right up towards the top. So he's in play for me. Uh, now, the, the Denver guys that are cheap that I like, I do like P.J. Dozier again. He, pl- he played a little bit more the last game, and he's good, man. He When he gets the minutes, he's not afraid to shoot it. He hit a real tough three uh, last night with a hand in his face. So I don't mind Dozier off the bench uh, as a, a possible play on that side. On the Milwaukee side, you know, obviously if, if you can't spend up for both the Joker and Giannis, so I'm leaning more towards the Joker here and want to look at a couple of the secondary guys for Milwaukee. Um, Drew Holiday has hardly gotten any ownership and hardly performed much in quite some time. He's had some minutes restrictions on him, but... This may be the game where he loosens up and could be a 7Xer, I believe. So he's he's on my list. Uh, DiVincenzo's been consistent, but, you know, I, I don't really like his price. I think it should be a little lower uh, now that Holiday's been back and, and that's settling in. Middleton is a little bit of a concern because I think he might get Barton defense, which is, you know, I'm not thrilled about. Um, if you want to pay way down, like on DraftKings, where you can have more than one center, I don't think Brooke Lopez is a bad play. His He's bottomed out uh, salary-wise, and, you know, he could throw 25, 30, 
fantasy points uh, on the board easy in a in a really tightly contested game. You know, Milwaukee's favored by seven here, which is a little surprising. That seems like a lot with the way Denver's played. I guess some of that is because it's a back-to-back for them. But uh, definitely want exposure here. My big payup possibly with the Joker. Uh, wouldn't mind a value play with like a Dozier. Mix it in with a Holiday uh, or DiVincenzo value or Lopez. So, I, you know, I'm looking for the payup and the value in this game that I think could be hotly contested and could easily be the highest scoring game on the slate. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at a slightly different approach to this game. I mentioned okay. earlier that the center spot's a bit of a mess because I wasn't thinking about paying up for Jokic. Obviously, right. you feel good about it if you do. So in my initial build, I wasn't going to go there. Don't really like the matchup or the price for Murray either. Right. Uh, I, I am looking at Dozier as a value play, just like you. And, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't do too much last night, but I think that's enough. A good, a, enough yeah. And it's a good a good time to come back and get him because his price is right in the same spot in the 3K range. So I, I do like right. Dozier here. And then with Milwaukee, I, I do like Middleton. He, this is, uh, if you look back at their matchup when they met up in Denver, this is when he almost had the triple-double. Yes, right. Drew Holiday was out in that one. So it was the, the two-man show between Middleton and Giannis. But uh, I, I like him here again, especially on FanDuel where he's only 7,400. I think he sh- I think he should do fine here. Um, I don't want to look at Drew Holiday. I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. And, yeah, that's the concern. Yep. Yeah. I have him at 28 right now. You don't think he'll get it? No, because I think last game, I think he only got, was it 15? Yeah, uh, it was bad, but you know. it's that buildup. You know, he's, I got to, I'm going to do some real digging on him this afternoon because if he does get 25 to 28, what a steal at probably 2% ownership. Could be. Uh, but could be. that's a risk. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also do like Brooke Lopez, though, like you, as an option if you want to wow. be down at center. Yeah, that's unusual. We both like Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Forty one hundred on DraftKings is pretty cheap for it is cheap for that type of player. Uh, yeah. So that's about it for me. I mean, it's it is a high total, but I won't. I don't think I'll have a ton of guys here. Mm. Uh, Middleton probably my most likely payup. Interesting. Okay, very good. All right, one more game to go before we start that one. Uh, I want to invite folks to come in and join us as a member. And uh, join us for Coach's next 350-plus mark on FanDuel. And yeah, this is uh, Today. Today. <laughs> grab our three-day membership and, and be with us for the rest of the week here before the All-Star break. You can get that on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Or if you want to join us for really the bulk of the rest of the NBA season and take advantage of our lineups in our best sport, grab our 149 deal Really the best we've ever had. It's on our website, dfscoachdoc.com. You'll be with us until June 1st and getting our lineups in all of our sports. Or if you can make your first deposit at betus.com.pa, go there, make the deposit of 149 there using the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and you're going to get to use that money on BetUS and get that same length of membership all the way until June 1st. So it's a tremendous offer. We thank BetUS for extending that with our uh, listeners. Uh, so so do that. And then after you've signed up, let us know on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. And, you know, we, we really pride ourselves in, you know, separating 
from everyone else with, with some of the things we really bring to the table. I mean, yesterday, uh, you know, we, we spent a ton of time building it. We all put our heads together and, and you know, really worked at this, the coach talk process, we call it, of uh, really bankroll management and contest selection specifically. And we just released that to our members yesterday and, you know, reacting a little bit to what's going on uh, really in the industry with some of the cash contests, the 50-50s, and then, you know, looking to shift to lower money lines and some of the single entry uh, P, uh, GPPs. So a lot of information we're sharing. We'd love for you to take advantage of that. Also, I try to have a one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, skull session, if you will, strategy session with each of our members, just talking about all of those things and, you know, how we're going about building lineups and, and managing uh, our plays each day. Because we really want uh, our members to be in it for the long haul, to be successful for long term. And that's really the, what motivates us uh, the most. So also, our, we're having a really fun uh, contest this weekend for members only. Uh, so this is a great time to jump in. Uh, we're going to give away some really cool Coach Talk swag for uh, the All-Star uh, game and, and have a contest there. So it'll be a blast. So we, again, you know, if you want to just try the three-day pass to see if you want to jump in for the 149. If not, again, you get a, the entire uh, Coach Talk uh, March, April, May, all the way until June 1st. So you're getting all of our golf, all of our uh, baseball, all of our uh, basketball. So love to have you there. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention real quick before we dive into this Phoenix Lakers game, <clears throat> if you're watching this on YouTube right now, it's super important. Just take like five seconds. You can even do it now. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, and hit the little alert button up in the corner so that you know when our podcast posts. That is super important. It really moves the the needle on the algorithms with uh, uh, YouTube, and, we, and that's really a, a focus of what we're trying to do there. If you want to catch us throughout the day and you're not a member yet, you want to see some of our posts, some of our information, we're all at DFS Coach Talk, uh, so you can get us there. And then Andrew's at Language Olympic, and I am at uh, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. There you go, Andrew. Yes, sir. All right. Last game of the night, Phoenix and L.A. Battle of two powers out west, 22-11 and 11 against 24-11. and 11. Lower total here, though, 213.5. Lakers favored by 1.5 as we have the 29th pace Phoenix Suns and 17th pace Lakers. Great defenses, of course. Lakers number one in the NBA, Phoenix number six. The yes. news here, we've got Dario Saric questionable. Damian Jones, questionable for the Lakers. He got a few minutes in that last one, did well. So with this low total, these great defenses, I am not going to have a ton of exposure here. Uh, Booker and Chris Paul, the old dilemma when they're right around 8,000. Do we want to invest in one of them? Booker sure was great against Minnesota, scoring 43 actual points. Yeah. Uh, you know, right in his wheelhouse for his price tag at 8,000. He could, he could certainly do it. Chris Paul uh, should be ready to go here against his buddy LeBron, a little bit cheaper than Booker. Uh, he is an option for me. I, I, I could go with one of those two, certainly not both. I don't think I'll go with anybody else for Phoenix just because it's a slower-paced game. There are some decent price tags for guys like Crowder and Cam Johnson, especially if Saric is out. Uh, but 
I'm not, you know, extra motivate, motivated here to try to get multiple suns, so I'm not going to do that. On the Lakers side, uh, Markeith Morris is a value play potentially if he starts again. Uh, very cheap, especially on DraftKings. Gasol is another one of those cheap centers that you could look at on this slate if you want to pay down and, and not go with the Joker. He's only 3800 on DraftKings. I think he'll get his regular 24 minutes to try to deal with Aiton, and that's enough of an opportunity for him to pay off that price tag. Don't think I'm going to pay up for LeBron and probably won't go with Schroeder with that tough uh, Chris Paul defense. So, you know, very good chance I, I will fade this game or maybe a one-off value play. I'm with you, man. I mean, I hate it that, you know, it's an hour later, so it is a late-night hammer or late-night sweat game, but I think that's going to make people force a guy or two in here so that they have exposure there. Because it is, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit, when you, you're watching that late game and your lineup is done and you just have to root against everybody scoring or assisting or rebounding, <laughs> it is rough. But, you know, I think what's going to happen here, you're going to see some forced plays. You're going to see Mikhail Bridges, Kaminsky, Morris, you know, these guys getting jammed in because, you know, they want to have some exposure, but I don't think any of them are good plays. I'm with you 100%. The pace is terrible. The defense is phenomenal. And, you know, there's a lot of sharing going on with Phoenix. Obviously, LeBron, you could plug and play every day, uh, especially with AD out, but he's so expensive. I would rather spend the money on the Joker tonight and, uh, you know, not try to squeeze, you know, 55 or 58 out of LeBron, which is going to be a lot in a game where Phoenix is going to control the pace. They've they've been on a roll, man. They're 22 and 11. Lakers are 24 and 11. So this is, uh, you know, Phoenix is going to be approaching this game like it's a Western Conference final kind of scenario preview, which it says a lot for Phoenix, uh, you know, from where they've come from, uh, barely making the bubble last year. So, um, you know, I, I like this game. I want to watch this game as far as from a basketball fan. But I just think DFS-wise, I'm going to end up probably in a complete pass. Yeah, let's hope that all the big money we spent with Memphis and Washington early, uh, you know, those scores uh, hold up at the end of the night. That's going to be the I'm going to be formula. looking for your your post in Discord saying, looks like we have an insurmountable lead. Perfect. That's what I, that's what I want to see the post let's, at about 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> let's build towards it, no doubt about it. So hopefully you all benefited from this as we prepare for the Tuesday night slate. Certainly let us know if you have any questions uh, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Do subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Give us the thumbs up wherever you're watching. We certainly appreciate that. And you know we'll be back tomorrow to cover the NBA slate. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.